So how you doing, Mike? I'm doing good. How are you? All right. I thought I'd uh, I'd try something. Maybe you know, or we would try something a little bit different. And that is that <clears throat> a lot of people when you know don't know like. Generally, we talk for like 20, 30 minutes before we start recording these episodes. We do. And oftentimes, oftentimes that conversation is just as interesting as what we end up recording. And so why not, why not record it? Why not just, you know, shoot the breeze for about 20 minutes here like we always do and record it and put it up as an episode? Cool. So... So how you been? I've been good. How are you? How? Just uh, kind of overwhelmed. Uh, Overwhelmed by, um, but in a good way. Um, The response I got back from, uh, you know, from the from the episode that went up today as we record Tuesday, um, uh, and I previewed on Friday about my struggles with depression and such. yeah, it was episode 14. Episode 14, yeah. Um, just just tremendous uh, feedback. Just people really uh, coming out of the woodwork to thank me, to share their stories and experiences, and to let me know how much uh, it helped. And, um, you know, it's... it's uh, it's it's just so it's so humbling, right? Uh, it was a powerful episode. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm a little bit overwhelmed by that, and just uh, you know, been lately just kind of thinking about about stories in general and how you know my the the favorite things I I write about and do or you know when I you know take the time to to tell a to tell a personal story as opposed to make a point or you know write about some you know piece of software or something like that you know so how much harder do you find it to write something like that uh actually i find it quite a bit easier to write something yeah? like that yeah yeah I, I i think in a way like so today i posted on my personal site on uh, patrickgrown.com just i mean maybe a half hour before i hopped on here with you um a um a, a piece about uh, climbing um that you know, overall you know everything i write kind of makes a point but you know this particular piece about climbing was like um you know it was basically a, a, a true story a personal story uh, happened to me about you know uh i used to do a fair amount of rock climbing as a young man uh, uh my teenage years and and there was this uh one kid who um, had worked really hard to overcome a fear of fear of heights, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and how I was belaying him one time uh, and doing uh, a top belay. Are you familiar with climbing at all? Um, not with ropes. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds pretty crazy. I mean, I've done I've done bouldering. Yes, I've done a bit of bouldering, which is sort of where you go from side to side, really, uh, and without rope. Yeah, but I've I've never really climbed a rope. Yeah, well, and 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 that's the thing. By the way, did I ever tell you? So, um, and this is completely side topic, but that's what all of our this is how all of our conversations go. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the young lady, the young British lady who takes care of uh, our daughter during the day, she's a very avid rock climber, hmm. 
and um, and actually has taught Beatrix or is te- teaching Beatrix how to climb. Climbing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She actually built an inverted rock wall over her bedroom bed. Not only so that she can practice moves and holds herself, but so that her son and Beatrix can climb up this inverted wall and fall on <laughs> backwards onto the bed. Jesus. He's <laughs> clearly the most responsible babysitter known to man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just insane. And like, you know, I have no problem, no fear whatsoever of her letting my daughter do this crazy crap. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would not be surprised if if Beatrix grows up to climb in any case. So yeah, climbing with ropes and stuff like that. And playing is basically uh, a, a system where one climber um, uh, basically through a, a, a tension and friction system um, protects the climber. You know, one person is belaying, the other person is climbing, and as that person climbs, the belayer is able to pull up pull up the slack. And if the person climbing loses their grips, their grip and falls, they won't fall very far. You can you can basically lock the lock the rope. The belayer can lock the rope so that and stop it so that the uh, you know so the climber doesn't fall more than three feet. Now you can self belay um, using. Uh, you know, using pins in the rock yourself or whatever. But uh, generally, when I think of playing, it's a two-person system. In any case, this guy was climbing and had a fear of heights. And, uh, you know, there's a call and response system of, of that really is. I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's essential. Um, uh, basically, the person who is climbing, you know, says belaying and the person who's playing says belay on and then the person who's climbing says climbing and the climb doesn't begin until the player says climb on i.e i got it i checked all my ropes i've checked my tension i've checked the slack everything is in place for you to be able to safely climb the rock you can now yep. climb okay and, and of course for one reason or another, he started climbing without hearing me say climb on because I never said it because I never heard him say climbing. And I figured, oh, he was adjusting something down at the bottom or whatever. He got up for when I was told about 10 or 15 feet. I was I was top laying, um, so I couldn't see him. I was actually up on top of the cliff. Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And, uh, you know, of course, he ended up falling off the rock and, and not climbing again, but... You know, uh, so basically, Whoa. yeah, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that, I haven't read the post yet, so that that hit me. <laughs> <laughs> now he only fell about ten or fifteen feet, but still, you know, oh, I, I thought he, he was going to say he, he was dead. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was like, well, no. he, he didn't climb again. He didn't do nothing. No, again. no, no, no. Wow. No, okay, no. good. If he if he would have died, I, I would have been a real mess. Um, that's see where that that's you know. As a teenager, that's where that mania and depression really would have kicked in and done done over, uh, done me done me in. But um, yeah, man, yeah. So he was, uh, you know, he fell, and all of the confidence that he had built up getting over his fear of heights was in that one single fall completely shattered. 
uh, and you know, I, I I don't know if he ever recovered from it. At least he didn't, as long as I knew him, which you know, it admittedly wasn't you know isn't till today. But I know him for uh, about a year or two after, and yeah, he he didn't climb. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's one of those things that heavily affected me, and really. really made an impression on me um in a you know in a in a very formative way did he blame you um no i don't think he he i don't think he blamed me um you know i think he he knew after kind of you know after getting you know getting up and getting unshaken he kind of went through the steps and realized you know i mean it was obvious there was some confusion at the bottom of the rock about whether or not i said climb on he clearly said climbing and he clearly thought he had heard me say climb on but that thought was bolstered by him saying, well, you know, is he going to say climb on? I haven't heard anything, da, 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 you know, and talking with other people who were around. Because he wasn't, it was just, wasn't just me and him. There were other climbers and such. We were, we were part of a group, and they were down at the bottom of the rock, too. And I think that there was some consensus of, well, maybe he said climbing, and you just, you know, we didn't hear it, or, you know, or maybe they heard it, and it was an echo, or whatever. But there was some consensus that gave him the confidence that I actually said climb on and for him to begin climbing. Now, in a system of trust, you... Like, that shouldn't have happened, right? Like, he should have gotten 10, 15 feet up the rock, realized that there was no slack, or there was there was plenty of slack in the rope, and realized at that point that something was wrong. And so should everybody there at the bottom, including the much more experienced climbers. Does that make sense? Yeah, because, yeah, so you would know because you'd be pulling the rope. So if there's no slack, that means you're not pulling the rope. Right. Yeah? Yeah. That means that for whatever reason, I'm not doing my job up top. And at that point, you know, the climb should stop. I mean, there are several points in that in that system that failed. And quite frankly, the system is designed so that nothing can happen be, be, if the communication is clear. Right. And, and so the moment that you bring guesswork into it, like, oh, I think he might have said climb on. I think he might have said climb. You know, no, no, no. You either know I said climb on or you don't you don't climb. It's that plain and simple. If there's any question, well, you know, send someone more experienced up or or take the take the trail up around to the top of the rock where I w- where I had set myself up and say, is there a problem? Because he's down there. He said climbing, and you never said climb on. You know, is there something I can help with or what have you? You know what I mean? Like there were several safety checks in place that just weren't performed. So. You know, so I don't think ultimately he blamed me, but but still, I I don't know if I've ever really forgiven myself, despite the fact I, that I none of it was that. my fault. You know, but because you, you think, oh, there's like a hundred thousand things that you you, know, you go, you think to yourself, there's like a hundred thousand things I could have done differently. Yeah, when really there probably wasn't anything you could have done differently because there was only one thing you needed to do. You did that thing. Yep. 
but it still happened anyway. Yeah. So I know you too well, so I know that there's a metaphor in here. <laughs> well, I don't know if there's a metaphor as much as well. You know, I guess the metaphor that I was making in the post, or the you know point I was making in the post, was that whenever you're working the edges and really kind of putting yourself out there, you know, in a lot of ways, I, I did that with uh, with the episode 14 Mm. you know that was me really putting myself out there and working an edge and taking a big risk um at least you know for me personally and internally i saw it as one and uh that you can't really do that without the support of others you know and even like you know after we recorded it you were all like you know hey if at any time before I post this, you say you're not comfortable with it or that you feel like you've shared too much because you've taken a big risk here. Just let me know and we can pull it. We don't have to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because as I said to you, I didn't want I, I didn't I want, didn't want you to remember that you weren't just talking to me. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly it, right? In the same way that that me saying climb on wasn't just talking to that climber. It was, you know, everyone down at the bottom of that rock who was there to support the climber. Hmm. Right? Yeah. See, I knew there's always an there <laughs> is. So it's like, really, I mean, because I suppose that type of climbing is all about trust. But yeah. in that, there's still got to be parameters. Yeah. Like, yeah. he trusted you because he thought he heard you. So he started climbing, and even though there were signs that were saying to him, I'm not being helped here, he still trusted you. Yeah. So maybe, you know, there's got to be some sort of parameters, there's got to be some sort of rules that we stick to. Is that the kind of thing you... Yeah, yeah, and and that we also need support. Yeah. And clear communication with those supporting us. That's, right. Yeah, the communication. That's it. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Because if it, it was, really things were clearly communicated, then there would have been no problem. Right. If you had a walkie-talkie, no problem. Exactly. Because when you're shouting down the side of a mountain, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. Right. Clearly. And how often in life do we find ourselves out on an edge without a walkie-talkie shouting down the side of a mountain? <laughs> I, yeah. I, I would say that metaphorically, all the time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. How much is Twitter out on the edge, shouting down the side of a mountain in some That's ways? That's exactly what it is. Well, you're on the edge, shouting down the side of a timeline. That's yeah, effectively yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. You know. With a dick bar above you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you... Th- I See, I don't know what this is all about, because I abandoned, I abandoned Twitter for iPhone. Well, when it became Twitter for iPhone, you know, I, I mean, you know, I, w- I, was, I was a Tweety guy, but, you know, when... When that all got sold off, went to Twitter and stuff like that, I was like, "Oh, forget this! I know, yeah. I I know what this means." <laughs> yeah, it was only going one way. I mean, I I haven't used Twitter for iPhone for a while either. I use a more powerful client. It's not as clean and and stuff. I use Icebird, which uh-huh. I think is more powerful. Yeah, uh, it, well, just it has some features that I really like. Um, now that's the but one that's got kind of a iPhone. like clean minimalist interface too, right? No, that was no? that's called Wheat, but I don't even know what happened to that. I don't yeah. use it anymore. Iceberg, it's 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 I don't know. It's not as overkill as some others that you see, 
but it's it's a little it's quite minimalist. It's not like I've seen some that are just ridiculous. But yeah, I don't. I think it was inevitable that something like this would happen because I think people still think of Twitter for iPhone as tweety. Well, it's not. It is like the Facebook application. It's this is the Twitter application. Yeah. It is made by Twitter. All all choices that um, Lauren Brickton makes has to go through the marketing department. Or the marketing department are making, you know, or the advertising department are making choices for him. That's, it's not yeah, his yeah. decision anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what got to me. What, like, especially after I saw the very first, you know, post, post-Twitter revision of Tweety. Yeah. Was it suddenly became apparent that, oh, I get it. It's no longer the vision of a single designer. It is now designed by committee. Yeah, no, exactly. But don't get me wrong; I'm not defending it. I still think it's. Have you actually seen it? Like, have you have you downloaded it? No, I, it is no. a horrible, horrible user interface design. Terrible. I mean, it's just incon- it's inconsistent, which is the problem. Uh, so, for example, it's always at the top of the screen above the search bar. Okay. But if you go into your at replies and then go into your timeline, even if your timeline is not at the top, it appears translucent over your tweets. So over the top tweet, it will cover that. Oh, my it's God. terrible, man. And sometimes oh you scroll. God. Sometimes you'll be at the top and scroll down, and it will like appear for a second and then go away, which is a bug. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been released with so many bugs as well. My better half, she's not been able to use it. She's had to really. To, to, yeah, she's had to yeah. delete it. She's I, been I mean, going crazy. I can't even. It just. It sounds horrible. I'm glad I haven't seen it because I would yeah. be. I'd be so upset. You would upset. hate it. I'd you would be hate so it. upset. I don't think you'd be able to deal with it. I don't, I don't, I don't think you'd, you'd cope with it very well. I, mean, I, get, I get so emotional over, over software. Well, everyone <laughs> everyone does, especially over this. I mean, it might be by the time that this episode's released, they fixed it. Because I know I've, you know, um, Twitter's mobile account has yeah. said that they're listening to feedback. But I think what it's showing is that they're not, they're not, See this? I saw. I can't remember. I think I think Gruber um, posted this. It wasn't his, but he he posted it. I can't remember who else said it. Um, we've forgotten that Twitter um, is a company, and they haven't realised that we. I'm paraphrasing. They haven't realised that we think of it as a utility. Yeah. So it's you know we expect it to be just a service. Like I wouldn't expect an advert in my text messaging. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't expect the messages app on my iPhone to have top messages in the world right now. Yeah. You know? And so I think that's the problem with it. Well, and in a lot of ways, you know, I mean, here's the thing about a service, right? You know, I, I think people are really kind of struggling you know twitter's trying to struggle with okay how do we make money off of this all right we've got all these employees now and we've got all this how are we going to monetize this and they're still trying to figure that out yep and you know what they don't i don't know if they have fully realized that you know kind of just like with micro patronage and 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 such like that with you know online writers you know Sean Blanc is doing his, you know, his membership thing and whatnot. I mean, how many people would happily pay? Loads. I would. I mean, seriously. Like, I would Even totally pay. Even though I don't pay. use it. Yeah. 
I would totally pay, I don't know, maybe three bucks a month. Up to three bucks a month, I think. I oh, you're talking for the service itself? For oh, the definitely. service itself. I'll pay yeah. more than that. Yeah. I mean, the reason we don't expect advertisements on our SMS is because, well, we pay a monthly fee for to our mobile phone company. We expect them to, I don't know, make a profit off of said monthly fee, which mm. they handily do. Um you know, and so because they we are paying them, and that's how they are making their money, there's no motivation for for them to put advertisements in our SMS stream. Uh, and I would argue that if they did, they would have customers dropping them left and right. Let's just say, right, for for Twitter, five five dollars a month, Twitter Pro, you get fully searchable archived tweet history. Which is downloadable into a file of choice of your choosing could be a feature. Um, ad ad free Twitter for iPhone client. Yeah. Um, what else? What else could you could you put in there? I mean, that that would probably sell it on its own, just and then to have no ads in it. Yeah. Um, to eradicate trends, only see trends of people that you follow. Um, yeah. or trends of a sort of categories you're interested in because they have categorized they can categorize stuff right. like if you look at like have you ever heard of we follow yeah it's like a twitter directory yeah, you know yeah. integrate something like that and just get trends because trends used to be awesome when it was technology when it was only people in tech using it right but now trends are just crap <laughs> Charlie well, Sheen all day, you know. <laughs> well, it's, it, you know, but it's it's not crap to those who are interested in what Charlie Sheen is up to, which clearly uh, seems to be. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, the problem, of course, is that we don't we don't really know what people want anymore because people don't know what they want, and because people don't know what they want, uh, you know, media gives them what tells them what they should want right yeah i mean we we talk about charlie sheen and by winning all the time because and justin bieber and uh you know god knows what else because you know because we don't want to hear about you know the suffering that's going on in the world we don't want to hear about yeah you know uh, and the american attention span in you know i would say the western attention span it's not just america you you guys over the, yeah you guys have it over on your side of the pond as well i mean quite frankly you i mean your 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 tabloids have taken the <laughs> have have taken tabloid journalism to whole other levels and taught it back to us thanks to Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, there um, are there are newspapers in this country that aren't just aren't readable. <laughs> it's just it's obscene how how uh sensationalist they are. <clears throat> well, I mean, I'm sure you know this, but for anyone that doesn't, what probably our top tabloid paper on page three is a topless woman, and oh, it's yeah. been like that forever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure that that's common knowledge in the states. It's, right? it's, 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 it's practically an institution. Yes, yeah, the whole reason we come over to buy your newspapers, <laughs> just to buy the Sun. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the Sun is the worst newspaper in this country, <laughs> in my opinion. They just talk crap all day. Well, I, I say that actually. 
but then there are ones with such ridiculous views. Oh, there's no point going into this. <laughs> over, over, you know, over three quarters of our um, listenership don't really care. <laughs> well, no, but I think it's interesting because I, I mean, quite honestly, because that's, you know, yeah. I mean, don't even get me started. I've got, you know, I've got whole conspiracy theories built on the idea that. Um, That uh, humanity and more, I would say, even more specifically, Americans in general are being purposefully dumbed down. <laughs> you know that, uh, and and that it's been a planned attack on our, uh, you know, on our ability to think uh, since uh, for like the past thirty to forty years uh, in an effort to keep, you know. To keep those in power in power, because of course, man, you know the less the less we the less we have the ability to think, the less we have the ability to see, and the less I mean, we have the ability to see, yep. th- the more they can get away with. Because look what happens. I mean, my younger brother quite rightly said to me a couple of days ago that we are currently, and people will look back at this time as being the age of revolution. Like these these years. Mm. I mean, how many revolutions have there been this year? <laughs> this year? <laughs> how about in the past month? I mean, look at yeah. what's going on in the Middle East. Look at what's going on in, uh, you know, in in Great Britain. Um, you know, I mean, with the with the education protests that you've had yep. over there. Look at. I mean, I mean, the past. I'd say two to three months have just been. You know, everybody's protesting. Everybody's protesting, you know, and uh, you know, and every, yeah, yeah, and every, and and every power broker is meeting it with just such fierce resistance. You know, I, I look at what they, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, don't even get me started with the fact that you guys practically live under a police state. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I mean, as 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 wonderful as, uh, as as Great Britain is, and your your fantastic parliamentary system uh, that has endured the test of time, God save the Queen, all of that stuff. You have cameras watching you everywhere you go. Yeah, but at least we're aware of it. You don't we look- know. We know it's happening. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, and that's yeah. one thing. I mean. There's so many, I mean, you could speak to conspiracy theorists all day that think that all of your phones are being listened to, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, it could be the same for us as well, but I mean, the cameras, they don't bother us because we know that they're there. Yeah. If they hid them, that'd be completely different. Interesting. Um, That's I mean, an interesting there, thought. This, there was this piece of graffiti, which probably you might have heard of, it was just off Oxford Street. And it was just big block letters on the side of a building, and it said "One Nation Under CCTV." Is that a is that a is that a a Banksy piece? That I don't one? think no. I think that, oh, was, okay. that was that was pre Banksy. I think. Okay, all right. Has been around for a long time. Painted off now, though. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's true, and you know, I mean. <clears throat> You you have the sort of of system of law in Great Britain that allows them to be able to do this and do so under the guise of 
you know, you know, keeping calm and carrying on. Um, Just quickly before the internet will come back at me, it was a Banksy. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, April See. 2008. I, I kind of know my Banksy. Yeah, you clearly uh, do. Uh, I have, I have a, I have a replica on the wall. I saw a Banksy for real the other day. Really? Yeah, when we was in Brighton, it was one of the first times. Did a kissing policeman? Yeah, we love just, that one. Um, Sammy ran a half marathon. Um, I just have to say congratulations, honey. You did really well. Um, Yay! She did a half marathon, so thirteen point two miles in two hours five minutes. Yeah. So she did a she did a really good job. Before um, because I'm recording this, I really should point out. Dude, your your girlfriend's beautiful. She is. I did <laughs> I've, very well. I, I've said I've said this before, but you know, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like with me, you know. I I look at my wife all the time, and I'm like, why is this smart? I mean, intelligent, hardworking, beautiful woman. Why why is she even wasting her time with me? <laughs> You know, like, how did I luck out? Like, I have to pinch myself every now and then just to make sure I'm not dreaming. I can imagine it's, you know, it's the same for you. I'm a, I'm a very lucky man. Mm. That's, so, you know, take stock of them things in your life, I suppose. Yeah, I'm just trying to make sure she listens to this episode, actually. She always does. <laughs> I, I hope that she always listens to the end, otherwise she's going to miss this bit. Oh, terrific. <laughs> However, I mean, I know we've probably left a bunch of things unanswered um because we've been rambling no rambling is good yeah i enjoy it but i mean well if you like this you know internet if you like this (laughs) let us know i mean if this is the kind of stuff you don't mind us you know you don't mind hearing then uh you know you've always got the twitter to tell us yeah well we've been going for half an hour so well yeah we should probably wrap up and actually record an episode here at some point yeah We'll um, now return you to, uh, to your regular, regular programming. Yes. There you go. Uh, you know, well, and the other thing, too, is uh, someone actually reached out to me. I, I promise we're not going to make this too long. But someone reached out to me and said that, you know, I'm not engaging you enough in this thing. And really? they're abs- Yeah, and they're absolutely right. You know? I don't think so. I mean, Minimal Mac is kind of my thing. And thus, I've kind of been seeing the podcast as kind of, you know, my my show, you know, which Mike, you know, kind of helps me out with as mm-hmm. producer and such, but, um, but that, that's wrong. It's <laughs> what it is. Really? I don't and, think that's and well, I, I do, and I think it's getting rather boring. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think, I think that the people really do want to hear us have these kinds of conversations when about whatever the topic is, but it needs to be more of a conversation, less of a. You know, Patrick waxing espousedly about, uh, yeah, you know, uh, stupid minimalist crap. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's so much, there's so much to talk about, and so much more that interests us and interests my my readers. And you know, we should, I don't know, we should respect that, and I should do more to work with engaging you. So sorry about that, Mike. And going Nothing forward, I'll do more. All right. So, all right. Well, we'll talk later, probably on the next episode when we record in a few minutes. So, yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care, sir. Cheers.